The Valley Hub Stories podcast acknowledged that this episode has been recorded on Gumbanga country. We honour the wisdom and care held by traditional custodians and celebrate the ways in which we can join together to care for country and people. Welcome back to the Valley Hub Stories podcast. I'm your host, Penny Coulter. On the pod today, I am talking with owner of Sensory Play Business, Barefoot Bambino Play Sessions, Sean Lavender. Along with running her business, Sean is mum to three gorgeous little girls, Miller, Arlo and Louie, two of which feature quite heavily in this episode. This is a conversation about her business, but it is also a conversation about motherhood. Living and learning through a messy life, making change and learning to let go. Sean recorded most of our conversation with two of her little girls on her lap, like the super mum she is, so you'll hear them and the goings on of motherhood in general through this episode. But I really wanted to leave these parts in because I feel any mum listening will relate to the feelings of chaos that Sean talks about and hearing her actively parenting through this chaos I feel perfectly encapsulates her message of acceptance. You'll love Sean. She is a breath of fresh air and there is lots of laughter from one mum to another in here. And I hope that as you listen, you feel like you're listening to friends in your ears and it will leave you feeling a little less alone today. So let's jump in. Sean, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. So tell me uh, about Barefoot Bambino. So it's a sensory session, play session, where kids just come, I set up trays, they make a mess. <laughs> I wanted to do this because my kids attended one like almost fortnightly and I thought why not just run it myself? I'm spending so much money on visiting them and we've had so much fun. The girls helped me make play-doh and coloured rice and everything else the slime they're very good at making mess so they're the absolute inspiration for this <laughs> so as we record we're sitting in your kitchen and you have um one girl on each knee <laughs> Louie and Arlo yes just touching all the stuff they should be touching <laughs> so we might hear them uh throughout the podcast so you have Louie and Arlo and you have Miller yeah so how old are they Miller is four, Arlo turns three on Wednesday, I can't believe it, and Louis is one, and I think they're all about 18, 19 months apart from each other. Yep. So you were doing this kind of thing at home and then visiting other playgroups and then, yeah, yeah it was, yeah. nobody wants that mess at home, do they? No. So, so many mums love it because of they don't have to clean up. Yep. That's perfect. So where do you do your sessions? So we run them at the Girl Guides Hall in Maxville. I do them outdoors because such a better clean up than indoors yep. <laughs> just in the yard there because their hall is actually out of order at the moment they don't use it either so it's a fenced yard with a bathroom perfect exactly what I needed the perfect space it's shaded as well which is what made me want to choose it one used to run downtown at the scouts hall but it was always really sunny and I have very fair children. Yep. <laughs> so the shade was so important. So um, what kind of – sounds like a silly question because what kind of mums? Like there's different breeds. But what, <laughs> do you find that you mainly attract, you know, mums with, with you know, first-time mums or mums with multiple children? How does that look? 
That's a really good question. No, I think it's mums of like all different sorts. So I have some mums who like drop their kids at school and then come, please don't do that. (laughs) They drop their older kids at school and then bring their younger kids. I have people bringing like five month old babies. That's their first child. Like I have young mums, I have older mums. Like there's really not been a specific age or like type of mum that Mm. comes. So doing what you're doing must open up the opportunity to have lots of conversations with mums about life and how manic it can be. Yes, definitely. Like especially mums of one child, new kids, just learning. Obviously I've done this three times now (laughs) in such a short amount of time. It's really nice to share things with them, not the scary things, not the just you wait, just Mm. really nice things. Yeah. Try yeah. to keep the bad stuff to myself. Yeah. I guess so. those playgroups are often where you find, I guess, you're, you're the tribe that you can be honest with and say, actually, today I'm not coping. And Exactly. Last week on Wednesday we had a session and I had these three girls. My husband was sick in bed at home. I called him and I was like, I am bringing the children to you. <laughs> I've had enough. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm bringing them to you. I said to the girls, I'm sorry, I've really got to, like, get these girls out of here. I'll be back in two minutes because... It's so close, which is also amazing because I'm always running late. (laughs) I made him take over. They were just absolutely wild and the other mums were like, no, it's so fine. They were so lovely. They always are. It's been really, really great. I've met so many new mums. Yeah. So, so many. Yeah. Do you find that they can be honest at those sessions about... Yeah, definitely. But also another thing with mums is we half start conversations a lot. Yes. (laughs) So we'll be on one topic and then one of us will be like, oh, well, this happened to me. And then we'll be on to a whole new topic. So we're being honest just in small snips because we move on so fast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's really good seeing new mums meet. Hi, I'm. Oh, hi, I'm. And then them being friends. Mm. Yeah. Even though I've only been running this for about two months now, it's just been absolutely incredible. Like I think over 300 people follow us on Instagram, which is so crazy to me. Like 300 whole people want to look at me making Play-Doh and slime. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, so many interacting mums each session. It's so good. So if you're open to it, tell me about your experience of motherhood because you've had three three girls quite close together (laughs) and you've obviously got a a lot of wisdom to share within those sessions so can you tell me a little bit about about your experience of motherhood yeah I I had my first daughter in 2018 and I did not plan to have three children in three years (laughs) we lived in Coffs at the time and we soon after she was born we moved home and we got married Having Miller was really hard on me mentally, just like anxiety, Mm. but obviously I couldn't ask for help because I thought they were going to take my baby off me. Yeah. (laughs) The crazy things you think. Yep. It was really, really tricky. I struggled with like letting other people help me, even my husband, just because I was scared something would happen to her. I actually did have two miscarriages before I had her when we were only 19. We'd already been together for like seven years or something. So it's not that crazy that we were 19. So I think that might've caused a lot of the anxiety Mm. around having a newborn baby and having other people touch her and breathe near her and just get away from my baby. 
Um, and then when Miller was about 10, 11 months old, we found out we were pregnant with Arlo. It was actually, <laughs> I got home from my hen's weekend and I was like, hmm. <laughs> and we had her the next year in May. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. That's so close together. <laughs> yeah, we had her the next year in May, but we'd moved back to coughs again and it was in the middle of the pandemic. It was like May 2020, so it was only two months after going into lockdown. So being in lockdown, fully pregnant with a toddler was really, really, really hard. Mm. And like my husband was working two jobs at the time and it was just so full on. And I did have my amazing best friend lived right next door to me at the time. So we would just like walk to the grocery store, walk to the coffee store because we had nothing else to do. Yeah. But still, after I had Arlo, I still struggled a lot with anxiety, letting people help me. My experience this time with Louis has been completely different. Yep. I am so confident. I trust myself. I just feel like I know what I'm doing. I used to look at other mums when I had just Miller and Arlo. I used to look at other mums and think, <laughs> why are they so calm? Why are they so happy all the time? Like, why aren't I so calm? Why aren't I so happy? Like, Obviously I'm happy but just like it feels hard to show it and like they're letting other people help them. Like why can't I do that? With Louis it has been the complete opposite experience. I love help. (laughs) I am not scared all the time. I don't have to check on her, make sure she's breathing every 20 minutes in the night time. Like it's just been a complete change. I know what those other mums felt now and I can be – I feel like a better mum without being so terrified all the time and I don't know what changed. Mm. It just came with time. Yep. I guess maybe just learn to be confident. My prefrontal cortex finished developing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad you had that experience. Yeah. Um, So when you were feeling anxious with the, um, with Miller and um, Arlo, did you, did you reach out for help? Like professional help? (laughs) I did one time. It was after Arlo was born. I went to a place in Coffs, just a doctor's place, uh, and they got me to fill out the form. Yep. Everybody knows the form. (laughs) The form. (laughs) That is the Edinburgh scale for anybody (laughs) not in the know. So I was filling out the form, but I had Miller and Arlo with me and they were in the double pram and they were crying, crying and crying and Arlo was a newborn and Miller was a toddler and... I burst out into tears. I had told her, like, I am struggling, I am having a hard time. I burst out into tears, didn't finish filling out the form and I left and no one ever called me back. Mm, so sorry. <laughs> I know, it's it's a crappy experience but, like, I mean, it got there in the end but no thanks to them and yeah. I actually didn't think there was anything wrong with me. Mm. I thought that what I was feeling was fine and normal and... Mm didn't realise that I could feel not anxious all the time. I think I had, like, I felt anxious before I had children and it was just absolutely tripled, you know, like hormones, baby brain, all that just didn't help it. And eventually I just figured it out. Yeah. But 10 out of 10, if you're listening to this, get get help. (laughs) 
they're not going to take your baby. <laughs> yeah. I, I think when, you, when you're when you in it and like you were just you in your mind, right? Yeah. So you don't necessarily know or you can internalise it and go, well, obviously I'm just not a person who copes well with yes. motherhood or, yes. you know, you don't necessarily understand that it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Especially around breastfeeding. Like I'm still breastfeeding Louie and she's like, 16, 17 months old and that's just because I, well, it's because I'm never doing this again and it's my last time and I could cry about it (laughs) even though it's so hard just because then it's something only I can do for her. Yeah. Like, I don't know, that's so weird to say. Like, it means I don't get any time to myself. (laughs) I can never leave her but... It's just something I can do that nobody else can do. Like mm. everybody else can change her nappy, rock her to sleep, feed her, all that, but I can breastfeed her. Yep. I don't know. That's I think every mother that's listening will understand the paradox that is, <laughs> yeah. that is parenting. It's like, leave me alone. No, come back. Yes. Come back. <laughs> I need time to myself, but then I look at pictures of them the whole time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's just how it is, I think. Absolutely. So I guess that, that kind of positions you quite well to support other mums if you see if you notice that they're not coping and that's the thing that I've always thought you know your, your child care workers and not that you want to put more work on them but your child care workers and your play group leaders like they're the front line really of, of yeah. noticing when pe- when women aren't when mums aren't coping definitely and being able to do something about it so I'm wondering you know taking away what your experience has been what how you would support somebody if you notice that they, they weren't coping or how you would have that conversation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it can be such a tricky conversation to have because, I mean, if the mum doesn't isn't ready to accept that that's how she's feeling and that she needs help, it can be really tricky. You don't want to offend anybody. Like, obviously they're doing the best they can and you don't want to make them feel otherwise. I do have a friend who has recently had a baby and sometimes when I'm like laughing about my experiences of how anxious I was, she's like, ha, 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 that's me right now. Yeah. Like, I don't want to push you into anything, but maybe get help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it can be such a tricky conversation to have because nobody wants to accept that they might need help, mm. especially when you're having those thoughts. You think like nobody can help me. And the barriers to mm. to accessing that help too, you know, how do you go to a psychologist when you have two crying babies? Exactly. And <laughs> I know. They do have lots of online stuff now. I couldn't name any, but like online resources where you can like do it over the phone, over – what's that thing called where you video – Video conferencing. Zoom? Yeah, Zoom. Yeah. Yep. That – and you can do it that way but still – You've got to organise it. You've got to either have your children watched or have them with you and maybe you can't be so honest because mm. they're with you. Yep. I don't know. But yep. it can be so, so tricky to actually sort that out for yourself, especially because you've got to do it for yourself. And being the mum, sometimes doing stuff for yourself just isn't a priority. Mm. Like my hair right now needs to be washed badly, but I really don't care. <laughs> it's not a priority. Yep. <laughs> And I guess there's nothing there really to support the partner of, of the parent that's struggling either, knowing that it, it can also happen to, to dads. Yes. But primarily affects mums. And there's not there's not a lot to, to support the dad on how to, to support their partner either. Exactly. So. Parenting classes before you have the baby are like, this is how you change a nappy and 
this is how you bath a baby, not this is how you support your struggling partner. Mm. This is how you can get help yeah, or you can get help for your partner or these are good things to say to somebody who's struggling. <laughs> Nothing yeah. like that. It's just this is how you birth a baby, this is how you change a nappy, off you go. And it's a whole identity shift for dads just as much as it is mums. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Mm. My husband, he is the best dad but he's not at all the same person he was before having children he's the dad now yeah yeah Yeah. and that not only you know changes you as individuals but as your relationship dynamic and then that can bring its own struggles that you have to navigate too yeah absolutely Mm, it's all this big like nothing is unaffected no it's all just pervasive isn't it absolutely I am not at all the same person I was before yeah (laughs) nothing about me is the same I sometimes think about things because I was a preschool teacher before I had Miller I worked at a preschool up until I was like 37 weeks pregnant and I gave birth at 38 weeks. The things I used to think, like a mum would come in and she'd be like, oh, my baby wasn't sleeping, my toddler wasn't sleeping, this and that, and I'd be like, doesn't sound that hard. (laughs) It is that hard. It is is so hard and I think that I got my karma for that. Miller, who's almost five, has never, ever slept through the night. Every single night she gets me up. She also has asthma, so she coughs a lot and that gets me off. <laughs> but not once has she rarely ever slept through the night. So I got my I got my karma for thinking that <laughs> children's sleep would be easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish I never said it. <laughs> yeah. I think um, as we were talking about before, like it, you just kind of uh, over time and it's obviously kind of the resolution that you've come to too, it's just it is what it is mm-hmm. and Absolutely. you just learn to roll with it. Absolutely. I first, when Miller was born, I didn't have any mum friends then. None of my friends had babies. And so I didn't really know who to ask for advice. And I'm so glad to be that friend to people now. Mm. I didn't know who to ask on things. And so like I knew my baby wasn't allowed to sleep in my bed. And so I would feed her and I would fall asleep sitting up and I would be told like, no, like by the child and family health nurse, you cannot do that. Like you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to survive. Sleeping at the beginning was so hard. She wouldn't get down in her cot. She wouldn't get down in the bassinet. She would sleep on me or not at all. Mm. And so that was really, really hard at the start. And now, like, I just had my third time of having a newborn. It was so smooth. I don't mind not sleeping anymore. Not that I don't mind it. <laughs> it's not hard for me anymore, like... It would literally make me not be able to think straight yep. when I only had one newborn and now I can run on hardly anything, on hardly any sleep. Yep. Like it's just insane how that changed. Yeah. absolute massive change in <laughs> how much sleep I needed. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I'm fine with it now. Like I don't really struggle with the lack of sleep I get and all three of them get up at 5 a.m. every day. Yeah. <sighs> But that's so fine. <laughs> I'm doing so fine. good. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be fine. I've got no choice. <laughs> you know, no sick days, no days off. Yeah. So that's your like broad piece of advice. What advice? Because you've got the spectrum of kids at the moment. You've got your preschool, you've got your toddler and you've got your, your near infancy. So, you know, what, what advice would you give for mums in each of those stages? Let's start with the infancy because I think... That's relevant, the most relevant right now. (laughs) Well, something that my best friend Maddie and I say is you can do hard things. 
<laughs> you can do hard things and things aren't going to be hard for long. Yeah. Everything, all those hard times you have, they are going to end and there will be good times, yeah. which is sometimes really tricky to tell yourself in the moment. But in those really, really hard moments with all three of them, like meltdowns, tantrums, lack of sleep, Louis not being able to tell me what she wants anytime. You just got to think like, I can do hard things. Yep. Like R- write it on hard. your wall. Literally. <laughs> write it everywhere. Get it tattooed on your hand. Yep. <laughs> I can do hard things. These, these things are hard and I can do hard things. Like lucky I'm tough. <laughs> no, but with a baby, what would my advice be? It's really hard to say this, but really enjoy it because it is the absolute shortest stage of having it like you have a newborn for 12 weeks you have like a baby for a year and then you've got a toddler till like Miller turning four was really hard for me because she's not a little kid anymore she's like she's just a kid yeah (laughs) so you've really got to try to enjoy it even though it can be so tricky sometimes oh the snacks (laughs) the constant snacks (laughs) tell me that it ends (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't it really doesn't um well at the moment I'm preparing for her to go to school next year primary school kindy five days a week we've been together forever Mm. it's going to be a big transition for me I think she'll do well with it but like I'm really trying to enjoy our moments together on our days where she's not at preschool like I would have her home every day if I could but to prepare her for school I think that she needs to be going those two days because we have been together forever. I've been a stay-at-home mum for almost five years with her. She's been there for all of it. And then when she's <laughs> demanding things, like she came to me this morning and said, I want Pringles, get me Pringles. And I was like, um, what do you say? And she was like, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I, I definitely meant please. <laughs> um, so it's just sometimes I've got to remind myself like next year we're not going to be together 24-7. I really need to soak her up. Yeah. Soak them up. That's my advice. Soak them up. <laughs> yep. Because soon they'll be at primary school. They'll be, I mean, unless you're homeschool, which that brings its own challenges, <laughs> being with them 24-7. Just absolutely soak them up. I'm really trying to soak Louie up because I know I've already said this, but I don't plan to ever do the children thing again. That was my last baby. So literally as soon as she was born, I was like, wow, that was my, I love birth. I'm going to be a midwife one day. I was like, wow, that was my last birth. This is my last postpartum experience. Like I want to soak it up. And so I've really tried to do that (laughs) as best I could with three children needing me all at once. Just done my best. Yeah, <laughs> always just doing your best. Yeah, but uh, it's really hard to give advice because I'm still in the thick of it. It's it's still like so relevant for me, mm. and sometimes it's hard because I don't take my own advice that I'm giving out. <laughs> but soak it up. Yeah, I guess that doesn't really get you through the hard times, but they will come to an end. Yeah, I know. I hate it when I see. <laughs> old ladies and old men in the grocery store and they're like, oh, I miss my kids being that age. And I'm like, do you want me to cry in the grocery store? Stop saying that to me. <laughs> oh, I get a lot of, you've got your hands full. And I'm like, okay, so help me. <laughs> help me then. Don't just stare at me. <laughs> uh, yep. But yep. 
it's been a wild ride. And I know it's I've got so far to go, but an absolute wild ride. Mm. I think the best advice somebody gave, well, not the best advice, but it was just something that stuck with me and it, it it's very, very true for me at least. Things don't necessarily get easier. They just get different, but you get easier. Like you, your Learn. tolerance grows and your resilience grows. Absolutely. And your wisdom grows. Yep. I can definitely see that. As I said, like with Miller and Olo, I had such a hard time. And like with Louie, I'm just like, I feel like I'm all over it. Mm. Mm, as all over it as I can be. Yeah. Obviously there's hard days, but I love that advice. Yeah. <laughs> so if people want to find your sessions so they can follow you on Instagram. <laughs> they can follow you on Instagram. Yep. And they can uh, register for sessions. Yep. Just send me a message. I don't have a booking system. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, just send me a DM. Our handle is at Barefoot Bambino Play. You can check out some of the sessions we've had in the past. You can check out what's coming up. We have a Thursday session this week, which is out of the box for us. Us. I say us all the time. It's just me. <laughs> I write on Instagram, DM us to book in. And I'm like, who is us? It's just me. It's a one woman show. Not really. I have so much help. <laughs> so much support. I couldn't believe the amount of support I got when I said, all right, I'll do it. Because I actually had so many people asking me like, oh, I heard you were going to do this. And I was like, who the heck told you that? Oh, yeah, I heard you were going to start play sessions. And I was like, mm, God, no, I don't want to clean that up. Uh, and now I do the cleanup. <laughs> and it's 10 out of 10 worth the money. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise how big of a cleanup it would be. I didn't realise how, like, in depth, planning a session, preparing for a session, like, setting up with these three. <laughs> it is absolutely wild, especially when I want to make pictures out of the rice. Oh, my God. They just bump the tray. <laughs> Drives me absolutely wild. <laughs> but, yeah, you can check out our past sessions, our upcoming sessions. You can send me feedback if you've been. I would love that. <laughs> I'd love feedback or suggestions of themes that your kid might like. I would love that. <laughs> I did put a box up on my stories on the sessions page and ask for, like, feedback or suggestions but I forgot to ever read the answers because I was busy being the mum. Yeah. <laughs> so As you do. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to do that again. <laughs> but I am actually having so much fun. The girls are, like, loving it. They get to make slime. And we made cheer slime a few weeks ago and that was a nightmare. <laughs> but they loved it. They're having so much fun with it and I'm so glad I did it for them. And one day it'll be my time to do stuff that makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, But, yeah, this has been absolutely incredible. I've had so much support, like an overwhelming amount of support. Like I got so many messages being like, congratulations. And I was like, congratulations, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> congratulations on what? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I had to do so much to prepare that I just wasn't prepared for. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be that tricky to think up things for kids to play with. But... The girls come up with a lot of the ideas. They love it. They absolutely love it. Yeah. They mix up potions at every session and I'm like, can you stop mixing it together? And then other people's kids do it. And I'm like, yes, it's so fine. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been absolutely crazy. Yeah. So good. I wouldn't change it. That's great. Yeah. 
Well, you heard it here first. If you hate mess and you hate craft, <laughs> book into Barefoot Bambino sessions. Follow Sean on Instagram yeah. and um, register for the next session. I would love that. Please do. Come and see me. <laughs> thank Thanks. you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Valley Hub Stories podcast. Head on over to Barefoot Bambino Play Sessions on Instagram and follow Sean to keep up with what she does next. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know. You can leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or reach out on our socials, the Valley Hub underscore NV. Until then, tune in next week for another episode of the Valley Hub Stories podcast. Podcast.